send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Welcome to the Graceful Warriors Podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up. So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then, warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, graceful warriors. How are you this week? Are you staying close to the Lord? Are you drawing close to him? Are you thinking about him all throughout the day? Above all else, are you working on that relationship between you and him? You know, I find as times actually get ridiculously more evil, that my relationship with the Lord is so important that we have to draw on the strength of him. And it is where faith meets fortitude and you have to walk it every single day. Well, I hope you're doing great this week. I hope that you're getting ready for the fall season and and uh, it's time to bring in the patio furniture and get ready to deal with the cold winters. For those of you in the South that don't have those winters, man, I envy you right now. <laughs> but hey, We're glad to be able to at least be living in America still free, still free. Our Constitution says so. 
So, hey, if you haven't followed me in a while, welcome. Welcome back. If this is your first time, hey, welcome. I'm glad that you have taken the opportunity to listen in. And uh, we have some exciting news. We are getting ready. I'm doing a bunch of um, interviews. Um, since everybody's coming in for the winter and it's time to just sit around the fire or sit around and read a book, watch a movie, wh- whatever you do during the winter. We thought we would add another extra show to the Graceful Warrior podcast already. And I was like, you know, a lot of people do those testimony times. What has the Lord done for you? And so I thought, you know what? All right, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to add something else to it. And I'm going to call it Coffee Break with God. It's where you grab your coffee, your tea, your hot chocolate, whatever it is that you drink, that cozy, warm winter mug with froth on top, right? And I wanted to come on here and go, wow, let's let's grab some of you, the listeners, and say, hey, share your testimony. And then on top of that, has God called you into something? What is it? And have you stepped into it? What are you, what are you doing now? What are you, you know, it's almost like pay it forward for what the Lord has done in your life. What are you doing now? And so we have a lot of great stories that are getting ready to come out. And I have been blessed with listening to these stories and really just confirms a lot of things in my life. And you know, those times where you're just like, okay, is this coincidental or did this just happen? Or, you know, you pray something and then next thing you know, you see maybe your, your answer on a license plate or just, you know, those, those sudden things that just happen. You're like, okay, now that's weird because I was just praying for that. Those moments like that. I have been involved in some of those type of moments and I've questioned, okay, is this you Lord or is it just me? You know, the vain imagination thing. And, and then it's hearing other people that say, wow, I was wondering if it was the Lord. And I just, and you're just like, okay, I'm not the only one going through this. I'm not the only one thinking that. And yes, at times it is the Lord and other times it's, I think it's just vain imagination, but we're going to find out. We have a lot of great stories coming and you're going to be blessed. Um, we have um, some gentlemen coming on the show. We have some great women coming on and just sharing what the Lord has done. And um, I know, I know that you guys are going to be blessed with these. So we are looking at releasing these probably at the, be- I want to say end of November, beginning December. We have to get through these winter months, right? And we're going to start spreading them out probably every Friday and just release these um, awesome, awesome testimony Friday um, coffee break with God stories. So we look forward to that. And uh, yeah, let's get started. So we are on, I believe it's chapter four of Girls with Swords by Lisa Bevere. And if you haven't read this book, it's a great book. I went through it probably about, I would say, two years ago um, when a Bible study at a ladies group at my church. And 
I was drawn to it just because as many of you probably already know that have been listening to me for a while and I'm a veteran and um, just the title girls with swords. I was like swords fighting. I'm in. (laughs) And I was drawn to it. And Lisa Bevere, uh, the way she did it, it's an excellent study. So I would encourage you guys, if you haven't already, go look up Lisa Bevere in her book called Girls with Swords. She has a study book that you can uh, go through it. If you buy the book, make sure you get the study manual that goes with it. And she challenges you with questions and gets you to really think. And um, if you want to just listen to the book, you can go on the app called uh, Messenger X and you can go to your app store and just download it. And her and her husband, John, have taken over this whole, they've done this app and they've got both husband and wife Um, studies are on there and it's just a great opportunity to go in there and look. So Lisa Bevere guys, look at her, check her out. And we are on, I believe it's chapter four of this book and it is the battleground. Now where Lisa dove into this, I really appreciated it. And as I looked at it and was reading, rereading it to do this podcast for you guys. I was like, wow. Okay. But I also know there's another part of the battleground. And so I'm going to kind of veer off a little bit from the book, because as I was thinking about this and talking to the Lord and, and I was like, Lord, we know that what Lisa says, as far as the battleground is out there, as far as discord and division out there in the body of Christ. And I 100% agree with that. What I wanted to add to it, and this was what the Lord was just showing me prior to getting on here. I mean, I just ate dinner and I sat down and was getting ready to do this stuff. And as I was rinsing all the dishes out, the Lord said, the battleground is the mind. I was like, yes, Lord, that's what I've been wanting to say. And it's just, I was going with what the book was showing me and what we studied in it and try to expand from there. But I know that the Lord is right. Of course he is right. When is he ever wrong? Never, right? (laughs) So although I agree with Lisa, the division and the discord is a battleground, is one. But a lot of it ultimately comes to our mind and our thoughts. I mean, that's why the Lord says to put on the helmet of salvation. You know, not only does it, it protects our mind and because we know that the enemy is going to come in and he's going to try to, you're not a Christian. You really didn't accept the Lord and all of those fiery arrows by day and the darts at night type of thing. We know that. But, you know, oftentimes with the discord and the division that Lisa was talking about, it also starts in the mind, too, of, well, why didn't I get that promotion? Why didn't I get the bonus check? How come Mrs. So-and-so always has to get picked to be the leader of the PTA or the parent teacher club. I was going to say PTL. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 
PTO is long and gone, but at least my mind was in a good spot, right? Since we're talking about our minds. But it's just, you know, it all starts right there. It's the battle of the mind right there. That is like the biggest, biggest battleground place. And to even go in, in, in it further and say, what is the battleground? Where is this battleground? Well, ultimately, the simple answer to this is the battleground is in a realm unseen, the spiritual realm, right? And the enemy is unseen. But does it make it a lost cause? No. We were actually given the perfect weapons for the unseen realm. God knew that just because we are here physically and we have a spiritual enemy, we were going to need spiritual weapons to fight in the unseen realm, right? So does that make it that our, our spouse or co-workers or the body of Christ, people within the church, people at Walmart that fighting that parking spot, you know, flipping that bird when you're trying to drive by. Does that make that the natural world, that those flesh and blood, are they our enemy? No, not by any means. What does the word of God say about that? Well, we know that if we go look up Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, and I'm reading from the King James Version, and it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So we are not battling each other. We, we, we tend to do it, yes. But instead of going, wait, stop, let's take a step back. Let's see what's going on here. Why am I arguing with my husband or wife? Why is there discord amongst my children right now? Why is this going on in the body of Christ? We tend, I mean, there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, guys. Is to step back and go, wait a minute here. What is going on? It's putting the brakes on. And before we speak, because our tongue, although it's small, man, it can light us a fire, right? It just takes one word, one wrong word from our mouth that will start a fire that sometimes we cannot put out. And if we stop and go, wait a minute, before I spread this rumor, before I speak this negative word, before I jump into the hostility of an argument, what is really going on? And the adult thing and the Christian thing to do is to say, Lord, am I wrong? Or am I seeing this right? You know, one thing I've learned too, with the the battleground and with the enemy always he he seems to always be just lurking you know he is like that like a lion he's waiting to pounce at every opportunity he can in our lives 
from a simple argument with our spouse to just something that just cannot be fixed at work. And you're struggling to make these plans work, to get this deadline met for the boss. Any opportunity for the enemy to pounce, he'll do it. And it's for us to go, you know, I've learned for me, I have learned that instead of calling up a good friend, you know, or, or maybe calling your, you know, you get along with your mom or you get along with your dad and you call them and you're just like, you know what happened today? And we start downloading to that person on the other line, all the negative, as we call it, we are just barfing, vomiting on the other person on the other line, vomiting on them and saying, because it's all negativeness. And in all actuality, this is what I've learned just with this whole lesson today is that I've learned to come to the Lord instead of calling up my friend and say, do you know what Billy Joe just did? Yes, I said, Billy Joe. I didn't want to actually use the name. And then one of you guys like emails me or something and said, you know what? My name is Susan and I just rebuke that. So I'm using Billy Joe. Okay. Is there any Billy Joe out there? I hope not. (laughs) But anyway. That I have learned to just go, Lord, and I'm going to use Billy Joe again. Do you know what Billy Joe just did? And it actually kind of like keeps me in check from, from spewing out the vomit and go, Lord, I don't understand why she said this against me. I know it's not true. I didn't say that or do that. And it's like, now it's me coming to the Lord and I'm putting down the anger. And now I actually have to be honest and tell the Lord, I don't know why he or she said this or did this. Lord, you know what's going on. And then next thing you know, it's it's coming before the Lord in, in a respectful way venting to him what is going on in truth because we know we can't lie we can't lie to the lord but oh can we make up some stories on the phone or in texting somebody about that other person can't we we can tend to stretch the story or embellish it more than what really goes on it's kind of like you know remember in like school when you would like say something to somebody and then it would pat you pass it down and you see at the end of the line the last person what was actually said and how the story just twisted all the way around to like what kind of like that because it just gets spread around and spread around and it catches fire you know church people we are no different there's women in there that just gossip 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 there's men that that get in there and they want that position. Women too. You know, it's both. It's both men and women in the body of Christ. It's time. You know, we, we can't sit there. It's kind of like, it's how I've been looking at it. And, and it's like the Lord as the parent looks down and he sees his children grumbling and, and 
arguing against each other about stupid things instead of coming together as one. And if we are walking in the spirit, then it is going, hey, this is really bothering me. Can you explain this to me? What is going on? Why do I feel like you're ignoring me or, you know, whatever? Whatever's going on. But there is, I agree, there's discord and there's division amongst family, friends, church. It's it's horrible. But it all starts in the mind. And that's why we have to put, like, the word of God in us each and every day. You know, and I agree, it's like, or not agree, but, you know, there's times where I get up in the morning and all I have time to do is just pray because I know that um, that I've got appointments or I've got to be out the door in a certain hour and I don't have time to read. And I've got to go through my day and get this done or these appointments, meet these people, call these appointments up or doctors or, you know, whatever. And we tend to go like, a couple of days sometimes without reading. And if we don't get into the word of God and we don't let the word of, word of God get into us as well, and we're not going to be walking in the spirit. We're not going to be thinking those good thoughts that the Lord wants us to consistently think about. He says, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, to think on these things. You know, even with the battle of the mind, you know, this, the battleground, the main battleground is our mind. And even in that, you know, look at even just the political crap that is going on. Some people cannot even turn their TV off. It's the first thing they grab is their phone. The first thing they turn on while they're getting ready for work is the news. And you're just like, why why are we not grabbing the word of God and putting it on like the mobile app, the, the Bible app? Why are we not shaving, brushing our teeth and listening to the word of God as we get ready for work? As we're driving to work, listening to the Bible app, you can download offline because you're like, well, Monica, I don't have Wi-Fi driving to and from work. Download while you're at home so you can listen offline. There really is no excuse for us to not have the word of God on. And I only say this because this, uh, I am not the, and don't take me as, well, Monica's holier than thou. No. Good Lord, by no means. I have learned to, at every opportunity, to think about the Word of God. I have been learning to put the Bible app on when I'm cleaning the house. I have learned to put praise music on or just my my Holy Ghost get down jams on when I'm cleaning house, doing yard work, 
you know, I was outside this morning. It was a beautiful afternoon here in Idaho. And I was like, okay, I need to get my roses ready for the winter. I need to put them to sleep. And I went out there and finished pruning the rest of my roses. I have like seven rose bushes. And I went out there and was like pruning them all down, getting them ready, putting all the compost dirt on, on the base of them. And, and I just put my Bible app and was just listening to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And it was just so, you know, in those times of just that quietness of just doing yard work where your mind is just quiet, you're just concentrating on doing what you're doing. It's a beautiful day. And just listening to the word of God and hearing what's going on during that time and how the Lord came through. You know, it is, it is filling up the battleground with nothing but the word of God. So when the enemy comes around, you could go, wait, I remember what happened in Isaiah. And so when the enemy comes lurking, if God did it in the book of Isaiah, God is going to do it for me. And then next thing you know, you're like, you know what? God did this in, um, in the book of Isaiah. He did it for me. And the word of God says this and boom, it is protecting your mind. It is protecting the battleground and saying, nope, the word of God says this. That's how we defeat them. Did you know? That we have the power to choose what we fight against or wrestle with. Just like the scripture tells us in Ephesians 6.12. How we don't wrestle against the flesh and blood. And even though he tells us, okay, here's what you fight against. But we have a choice. Do we jump in on the division and the discord? with family, with friends, with church, or do we go, no, you know what? I'm not good going to step into this. No, I don't want to hear the rumors. No, I don't want to hear the negative talk. I'm sorry, but um, I'm not going to do that. And it takes a real person or not a real person. How do I rephrase this, guys? Help me out here. It takes a mature Christian. There you go. A mature Christian. And what I mean by that is, are you going to be adult enough to not engage as a Christian and go, you know what? I'm not here to grumble or complain or hear rumors about my brother and sister in Christ and walk away. And you know what? That person that wants to spread, spread the negativity they may and walk off, get that attitude and walk off, but the Lord will deal with that person. But it's for you. You've guarded the battleground, the mind. You've guarded your heart. You've guarded your thoughts. And you've walked away from sin. Because ultimately, that is sin. When we grumble or complain or murmur, a against each other. So let's take a look at this. Let's flip over to like uh, James. 
And let's go over to um, James chapter 3. And it's talking about, James is talking about our tongue. And he says in verse 2, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. And then he goes on to say, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And then we turn their whole body, right? But verse 4, he says, Look also at ships, although they are so large and they're driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires to go, right? And so James goes on and he says, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Let's go to verse 6. He says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is it is set on fire by hell. Verse 8. And he says, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made in the, in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. So I'm going to stop there. Taming of the tongue also comes, you know, from the heart and what we think. And we have to be able to go, wait, I'm not going to speak on these things. We have to walk in the spirit. And we have to know that what we're doing is stepping into the battleground when we decide to set things on fire by the words that come out of our mouth. You know, another thing that I have also noticed is that the enemy is out for our marriages. You have adultery or infidelity. We have finances. These things are like at the top of the divorce rate in believers. And it's crazy out there to even hear. And you know, Harvard trained social researcher and author Shanti Feldhelm states that the overall divorce rate is around 27 to 33% in the church and is only higher up to 50% because of the no fault law. Those numbers are just like staggeringly too high. You know, in society today, it's like, it's acceptable to get a divorce because we've either, well, we just fallen out of love. Well, you know, finances or someone cheated. And it's it starts also from the heart from the mind and so just 
just for me, like highlighting these things, discord, division, marriage, all these start from what battleground? The main battleground, the mind and our heart. And then guess what? It comes out bleh, from our mouth, the tongue. And then here we go into a major, major storm. And so I wanted to read, um, and I think it is, yeah, Galatians. And I believe it's Galatians 5. Yes. Galatians 5. And I believe it's verse 18. Let me make sure. Nope. It is not verse 18. It's verse 22. It says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, check this out, provoking one another and envying one another. See, instead of being like the world out there who is full of anger, full of hate, full of jealousy, and, you know, the, the anger, the, the enviousness, the dissension, the discord, all of that. Instead of being like that, we have to be different. We have to walk in the spirit we have to walk with the fruit that of the holy spirit in us we have to be the light to the world and to show them hey and to show other christians you know everybody is on a different path or not a different path everybody is on a different level of their spiritual walk some are further along, some are at the very beginning, some are in the middle. You know, everybody is at different points in their walk with the Lord. And, you know, where where is it that the, the older generation, the older men, the older women are being the example to the younger ladies, to the younger men to say, this is what we do not do. We are not going to sit here and gossip about other people in the body of Christ. We're going to pray for that person. We need that back. We need those examples back in the body of Christ. We need that out there so that as we learn that we begin to live like that, to be encouraged to live like that. So it makes a difference out there on the streets. Because ultimately, in those times of blabbing at the mouth, murmuring against the body of Christ, grumbling against our brother or sister in the Lord, because our mind went there and the negative thoughts, and then we're spewing it all out, 
we're going to answer for it. God is not pleased when we sit there and do those things against each other. And so, the battleground, the battleground of the mind. It's interesting. You know, C.S. Lewis said this awesome, awesome quote. And I was like thinking about it all throughout the day. And I was like, yeah, he's got a big point here. C.S. Lewis went on to say, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and then counterclaimed by Satan. Every moment, every split second, every square inch, if it's claimed by God, we have to treat it as such. If that person is claimed by the Lord God Almighty, why should you vomit on that person with the negativity that you're bringing out? Got something to think about now. Winston Churchill said this, if you are going through hell, keep going. Don't stop. If you're going through a rough patch in your Christian walk or, you know, your your thoughts aren't right, maybe, you, you know, get up, go to a pastor, go to the Lord, go to someone that you know is a strong Christian and say, hey, I'm having problems with this. Can you pray for me? And it's better that you come like that than to go and say, well, I just got to tell you about Sister Susie, boy. And if your name is Susie, I'm just using the name as an example. I'm not specifically talking about you. So no email saying that my name is Susie and I didn't know this was going on. (laughs) But you know, it's better. That shows maturity. That is better than to know that You know, well, so-and-so in the church, don't talk to her because she'll spread it. Is being that mature Christian and say, I need some help here. I need prayer. Or even if you're the one being talked about, saying, hey, I don't want to get involved in this, but I want some prayer. And to be able to take it to the Lord and leave it at the cross. Christ never said to set up camp. Like Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. If you're going through something, Christ never said that we have to set camp right there and stay in the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. How about let's turn around and slay the enemy in the valley because the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. How about that? How about like destroying the enemy's camp and setting up an altar and saying, this was destroyed by God Almighty. I will remember this. It's it's totally, totally turning our mentality around and going, yep, this is a battleground 
but the battleground is is the battleground is claimed by God. That's what C.S. Lewis said. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God. So let God run the battleground and turn around and destroy the enemy. That's what I've 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 begun to look at it going, you know, the battleground is can can be everywhere. But if we ultimately control our thoughts and bring them into the obedience of Christ, and the enemy can't rule and reign in our hearts or in our thoughts, they just, you know, to start thinking of scripture, to put on worship music or your praise jams and, and to feel, feel that, you know what, that negativity right now, I'm just feeling angry, I'm feeling upset, or I just feel like I got on the wrong side of the bed today. Because we all have those moments, right? I know I do. And it's just like, I need some warfare jams on today. And next thing you know, just that worship, it just quiets us inside. And so this is what I found, you know, with just doing this study of where the battleground is. It is, it's in the realm unseen and the enemy is unseen. But in order to win in our minds and in our hearts, it is always keeping it. The one thing that I could say in all of this and what I've learned all week through this study is that it's keeping our eyes on the Lord and filling our minds with the word of God and filling our hearts. You know, it's, it's filling our hearts with worship and, you know, coming, you know, I I tell the Lord every single day. And, you know, sometimes we have those things where we just pray to the Lord every day. But I have found, you know, when the Lord tells Nicodemus that there will come a day when the true worshipers will worship him in spirit and in truth. And that really, like, impacted me. I remember that scene when he um, was talking with Nicodemus in the Chosen series. And he said that, and that's how the, it really struck a chord with me. I was just like, wow. And so now when I come to the Lord every day in my prayer time with him, it is going, I have to worship him in spirit and in truth, because God is spirit. You know, so many times, and I know this is totally off topic of the, the battleground, but it kind of goes with it. You know, it really struck me because in spirit and in truth, God is spirit. And you ever have those times where it's just like you pray and you feel like you're talking to four walls and there's just like, hello, 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 hello. God, are you out there, out there, out there? <laughs> you know, that's my echo. <laughs> and it's because we're we're praying to the Lord through our flesh, if that makes sense. We're in our, in our flesh talking to the Lord. And I found that in worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth, it is 
coming to him with thanksgiving in my heart and praise on my lips. I always start out telling the Lord, I am thankful that you chose me for such a time as this. I am thankful that I still live in America, that I'm not like living in Russia or China or, you know, to where socialism rules and reigns. And I begin to thank the Lord for even all the things that I could go back to remember. And as far back as I can, even to the point of the day that the Lord saved me. And is thanking him for that and then worshiping him because of all of that and even more. And I have found that when I, when I fill my mind with the praises and remembering of all of our blessings, you know the old song, count your blessings, count your many blessings, name them one by one. And it's thinking about that all day. Lord, man, you saved me from this. How many times has the Lord had his hand on you that he saved you? How many times can you actually say, oh, I know that the Lord's hand was in my life at that one specific moment. And sharing those things. Thinking on those things, filling our mind with all the good things. So when the enemy comes a knocking, you could say, uh, sorry, this battleground, the Lord has claimed. Because like C.S. Lewis says, there is no neutral ground. The Lord has claimed us. The Lord has marked us. And so every time the enemy comes at you, I hope that he finds that you are in worship, that you are in praise to the Lord God Almighty, that he doesn't find an empty spot to go in there and sow discord or division or not very good thoughts, that you would be filled with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, that you could turn around and say, "Uh uh-uh, nope. I am marked by the Lord God Almighty. You shall not step on holy ground. And so I know I've gone over a little bit of time and I just wanted to encourage you, encourage you today to think on the good things, fill your minds and hearts with nothing but the word, nothing but praise and adoration to the Lord. Think of your favorite scripture. Think about that all day. Think about the hand of God in your life. Think on 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 the good things. Like it says in Thessalonians, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, think on these things. So, I just hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. Trust in the Lord always and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So until next week, everybody, I love you and God bless. 
everyone. Thanks for joining our show today. I just wanted to take a moment and say that I have a special announcement to make. I'm proud to say that our show is now sponsored by Patriot Mobile. Yes, it is. It is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Patriot Mobile is a company that shares our values and supports the causes that we care about, such as honoring our veterans, which you know is near and dear to my heart, helping first responders, and defending our constitutional rights. If you need to learn more about Patriot Mobile and their amazing offers, you can visit my website that is with them. It is patriotmobile.com forward slash graceful. Or you can call them. And don't forget to mention this show, Graceful. When you sign up, you'll get a special discount. They'll remove the activation fee from the bill right off the bat. So check us out and remember to put in the code GRACEFUL. Now, let's get it back to today's topic. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember my fellow graceful warriors that the path of faith is a journey with constant growth and transformation as well as challenges but stay strong stay courageous and let your grace shine bright as ever if you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode be sure to subscribe to graceful warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at captivate and share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits abound.